Hey everybody, hey Mena fans, welcome back to Mena Fandom. I'm Menas, of course. I've joined by my regular co-host Redu. I gave him the job and then he wanted a week off straight after. Red, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm just I needed to take a, a week or so to roam through, you know, go on a hike with my wife and see some mm. things. So I thank you for giving me that time off. I appreciate that. Best boss in the business, best leader the best. in podcasting. <laughs> and we've got a special guest. This is um, requested by Red, uh, Justin from the Justin Show. Justin, welcome. Thank you for having me, Manners. It's, it's a pleasure. It's great to have you here. Um, we, we've got a lot to get through. We've got uh, taking care of business. Red and I are going to sum up the year. But Red, look, you wanted to get Justin on. Um, you know, Anybody that's listened to this show knows that uh, I'm pretty unhappy with the big lug, but J- Red, take it away. You can you can run this segment because oh, fantastic! Um, Thank yeah. you. Ah, oh, I've come. So uh, there's a couple things I want to do. I, I do want to celebrate Justin's show. I do have some questions on that. I have some questions on first things first. Before we get to celebrating, can I can I just say R.I.P. John Madden before we celebrate yeah. anything? R.I.P. Yep. John Madden. Oh, thank you. R.I.P. John Madden. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was he was. Uh, a great broadcaster video Save this game. shit for your fucking own show, Justin. I just thought it would be, you know, nice, but that's fine. That was, that was very nice. Okay. Said, do you think if someone listens to this in two weeks, they're going to care that about we recorded just that after is. John Madden dies? Are you going to let me quarterback this thing or what? All right, come on. All right, okay. So I do want to get to all those things, and I know that Menners has some questions for you, but please, if we can address this right off the top, what do I have to do, Justin, to get you to unblock Menners, and what do I have to do, Menners, to get you to unblock Justin? How can we make sure we guys can at least see each other's tweets? I don't like, I don't like this frosty relationship. So, Justin, is there anything we can do to mend this relationship? Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think I have a bad relationship with Menners. I just think it's better just to not see his stuff on my profile. I mean, uh, I, can I you think... tell me? Can you tell me why? Because uh, you know we've worked together for uh, you know a while on some oh, men's that, lives. That's, that's weird. That's first, like like it's it's things like that where it's like we've worked together. I don't think I don't matter. We've never worked together. You like, did it, like fifty. You produced like twenty five men's live for me. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, mean I, I don't mean like work work. It's not like we had a job together. I'm not. But you know, like I think it's strange that you blocked me when I criticised you for doing a six minute reaction show. I mean, what are you, a big fucking pussy? I mean, I, I'm obviously I don't go for any real personal shit with you. Have I ever criticised your, your, you know, actual like abject failure as a, an intern? I mean, you know, not many people fail as interns, but you did. I mean, Kindness, I've never gone Kindness. that way, and yet, and yet, you block we'll me because I criticised you and Carl for doing shitty wrap up shows. I mean, it's pathetic. I, I think. I think the reason. I, I, I'm trying to remember the reason why I blocked you. I think it was. I'm say, telling you, it's because it of that. Vibes? Was it bad? Was, was no, because you were doing like. Six minute wrap up shows, and I okay, said, Okay, okay, you do on. more than Menners, that. Menners, that, hold was, on. that was yes, Devil, devil's advocate. He did this to put you on ice to cool you out. You were getting a little crazy on Twitter. He was eventually going to unblock you, and then you just went off and went. I mean, hey, it doesn't sound like he's he kept you blocked this whole time. What was that? Go ahead, Justin. I said, It doesn't sound like he's cooled down. I think he, I think, oh, that's right. I said he needed a timeout. Yes, you needed to put him on timeout. You did. He was going to unblock you. So what I say is after the show, we shake hands and then you guys unblock each other and we're good. Right. So I've actually unblocked Justin. I did that okay. maybe a week ago when you wanted to get him on this show. I, I just don't see nice? the, I just don't see the resentment, Justin, because it's I know not, it can be annoying maybe, but 
I just think it's like I don't know. I think your reaction right now is funny. It's like who mm. gives a shit that you're blocked by me? I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I mean, you're right. I don't lose any sleep over. I mean, if I never see like another bit of con- if I never see another bit of content you do again, it will be uh, too soon. So, um, look, I don't know if that came out right that analogy, but you can translate it. You know what I mean? So I never, so- I've never listened to one bit of the Justin show. Uh, oh, I think you're, you're a nice out. kid, but I don't understand oh, why out. you would block me. Uh, when you were interned for the show. Now it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, you're going to be f- – anyway, you could be dead in six months. Uh, well, before we move on, Justin, do you have any last words on this topic? I wanted to move on to other things. But- I don't know. I mean, I mean, it sounds like if I originally put Manners in timeout, I mean, it sounds like – Right. sounds like he still needs to be in timeout. Uh, all right, forget <laughs> it, whatever. I mean, Leave I'm not going to lose sleep over okay, being okay. blocked right, by some okay. fat piece of shit. In, okay, hold um, on. Okay, we don't need to go wherever you live. Um, okay, we're so gonna next thing, can I just say something, Red, before you, before okay, you go? go? You know, Justin, uh, you know, Red made me think about this year, and all I can say to you is it's amazing that how you fucked up 2021. You started with Kirk Minahan offering you a job for life, and somehow – a few months later, you'd fuck that up. So, you know, you should be thinking about what you've been doing this year and not blocking fucking people like me. Oh, wow. Do you think the reason I do you think the reason I left the show was because I blocked people like you? No, I didn't say that. Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you, like, I, I wasn't putting much thought into blocking you. I just kind of blocked you. I, like, did, Fair did, enough. Did, whatever. Did you have me Fair on? To ask you, ask, like, okay, we're going we're gonna to move on a little bit here. But to build off of that, let's build off of that. What I think was a good question, Menners. Justin, you faced criticism of course. from your time at, with KMS, but you started off this year. I'm going to disagree with you, Menners. Started off this year very good in studio, had good moments. I think Julie when- DeCaro was a great moment. I mean, it a was great a moment. great moment. And How did you fuck it up, Justin? No, How did you fuck started, it up from I there? Started, I started blocking international Minifans, I guess. That's when it all Kirk started. Kirk almost gave down. you his last name. You were almost Justin Minahan. And now you're Justin on the Justin show with some moron. Well, hold on. Hold on. I think I think that Justin show actually has potential, and we'll talk about that. We'll mm-hmm. get there. Okay. But, again, Justin was great, I think, when Cullinan was brought in, and then uh, Justin was in studio with Kirk and the guys. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great part of KMS. I miss that. I hope it comes back, hopefully, in the future. Are you going to be – But hold on. Justin, are you – cleaning the bathrooms right now currently so this is kind of so i reached out to dave a couple weeks ago and i was like hey just so you know like let me know a good time when i can come in and you know clean the bathrooms he just said all set and i said whoa whoa, whoa, what what do you mean by all set he said you don't have to worry about doing the bathrooms and i was like listen i was like don't you take this away from me like don't you take (laughs) don't you fucking take the bathrooms away from me and he's like i got it so I don't know. I mean, if you I can't take a hint, can you? Man, they don't want you anywhere near that fucking studio. That's a great. He did a great job in that studio with that bathroom. I I want to say that. So I was hoping maybe that door was still open too. Uh, I don't so know. I, I think that was a Dave decision, though. I think if it was up to Kirk, I'd still be cleaning the bathrooms. Okay. See, see, this is what we're breaking news here, Menners. This is what I wanted. I wanted breaking KMS news. More than likely, Cullinan acted alone and had Justin kicked out of the studio. See what we're doing here? This is this is great podcasting right here. I don't think so. I think Kirk regretted opening the door for Justin a little bit on air and he's, um, you know, turned the mic off and said to Cullinane, we're all set with Justin. Do you think that's why Kirk last week said he's going to name part of the studio, the Justin Trudell studio? He's back in the good graces. And said that uh, whenever I'm available, I I can come in and use it. 
He had a phenomenal call with Chris as well. I mean, he's Justin is on a little bit of a heater here, Manners. You need to admit that. I mean, come on. I did enjoy the Spider-Man line. I got to say, it made me okay. laugh. See, he's on I mean, a heater. I mean, I've, I've never hated Justin. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't understand why he would block me. And, uh, you know, now there's some resentment there, some anger. Um, I feel it. You know, obviously, you know, he's a talentless fuck, but whatever. Well, I, I mean, I, I, reckon that, but... I reckon there's audio of me saying you should do a Star Wars podcast. So I'm thrilled yes. you're switching up to doing a Bubba Fett podcast. Here we go. You know, I've even got, it's a audio only, but I've got my Mandalorian mug for this recording because I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I'm waiting for Bubba Fett. It's going to be two Look hours here. We're going to be watching it. Look at that. Um, Look at that. Know, he's I'm playing, playing a video game. Playing All Fortnite. right, so, so Justin... So, yeah, is this going to be a part of, is this going to be a brand new podcast or is this going to be a part of the Justin Show? How are you going to set this up for a podcast? So as of right now, uh, it's going to be a weekly thing um, that I will be doing just on the Justin Show YouTube. Uh, if, it, if it picks up some interest, I will be putting it out in like audio podcast form. You should uh, do that anyway. Why not? Just spread your wings. Yes. Just put it out on the same feed. Trust me. What's the point no, of, no, 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 what's no, the point no. of walls up? No, no, the Justin show is staying the Justin show. There will not be any bonus content on. So you actually, you actually costing yourself a listener because I haven't been able to find it because I'm blocked. So I'm like, well, you know, you put in the Justin oh, show in point. Apple Podcasts, you get like, you know, fifty other more talented Justin. You, you put in the Justin show on Apple Podcasts, and it's a big picture of me smiling. Well, it doesn't happen stuff. on the Australian Apple Podcasts. So, mm-hmm. well, know, I don't know what other fifty other Australian Justins. <clears throat> nope, 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 more nope. interesting. No, nope, if you put in the Justin show anywhere, you get. My bright smiling face. You also get a podcast of uh, some guy whose profile picture is a cat, and it's him talking about how he's going to like solve the uh, world issues for like a. Anyway, you've just let your ego get out of control. The fact that you would <laughs> name the show the ego. Justin Show is incredible. I think That's a Star a Wars. Pod- I think a Star name. Wars podcast is much better for you. It's a, <laughs> no one wants to hear you talk about anything, but I would actually wouldn't mind hearing you talk about Bubba. Fett. Okay, but hold on, I've got an idea. I'm an ideas guy, Justin. Can I put okay. this out to you? Have you listened to uh, that podcast on um, The Ringer called Binge Mode? I've never listened to a single Ringer podcast. Okay. I, if you want to do it's to do a little bit of research on what your podcast I think could do, but do better, okay. is something Binge Mode does, which they do, um, you know, they'll do a, a deep dive into a bunch of different things, not just Star Wars, but they do Star Wars and then they kind of build through the universe. They, they go through every multiverse you can go through. And I think you have a passion for that. What I'm saying is, is, I think you could really build something that's going to fit your style, your comedy. You could start it with Star Wars, but I'd say don't don't be in a rush to just close on Star Wars because I think you could do a lot of different things, whether it's Marvel, Disney, whatever it is. I think there's a lot of IPs. Yeah, I'm sure there's like 300 people who are going to listen to his stupid show, and that's going to be it. So good oh, luck with that. No, good luck man. with that future. <laughs> so no, let's go through. Man. Let's go through what? the 2021. Let's go through the 2021 fuck ups. You know, swinging Dick Justin with Chris on the phone. Let's go. Um, all right, all in the Minna family axing that. Good fucking big fuck up. Manawaska one. That was a great move. Manawaska one, just going. I can't do anything. Stand by it. it. Carano, or you take over. I'm too. Even though I pitch myself as someone who can do live events, Carano, you saved the day. That that was a minor fuck up compared to what's coming. And then, ah, Socko just just oh needs some mental time just before the event and cost my boss thirty thousand or twenty nine k. I mean, 
Red, you have some questions about this 29K. Well, I mean, no, he's, no, the, he's I, the host of the Justin Show, this fucking fantastic podcast. It's a great um, podcast. You know, Thank you. Let, let, let's Thanks. talk. What, what, how big a fuck up was the 29K? And then he blames Dustin. I no, mean, hold Jesus on, hold Christ. on, hold on, hold on. But this is what this is where, where Justin is a stand-up guy, is a team guy. He took the he took the hit, he took the dive. I Appreciate think it. what I was I was listening to it, Justin. Now that you are away from KMS, mm-hmm. there's gotta be something there that you're kind of holding back on Dustin because it sounded like when you were talking about it that Dustin in the DMs, he's gotta take more ownership for how the 29k thing came down. Is there any truth to what I'm saying here? You haven't told me anything, but I just get that read on you. Like there's I mean, something the- going on there. I mean, I, I, I talked to him plenty of times, messages saying about how uh, when I originally talked to him, I mean, I said, listen, we're not going to be able to pay you like Matawaska. It's not going to be a we pay for it and then you feed the people sort of thing. It's going to be you sell food there. And he was like, of course, of course. Um, I talked to him multiple occasions. I talked to him a couple of days before I, I left for my mental health break. And uh, and yeah, I, I think he, he saw that, you know, the the uh the reins were passed to someone else and he just decided to take advantage of it uh no i mean it it it, it, it sucks that yeah i mean i take full responsibility for it but uh, but no i do think he, he 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 was definitely pulling some fuckery there see mm. see huh no way chris Klemmer would do that he's on a look much at, higher level look at um, look at what we did here manners we no, are breaking uh, news here there's buddy. no news there there's no news there you've got two you've got two morons dustin <laughs> and justin messaging each other dustin who doesn't know how to run a business because you don't bill someone 30k without giving them an estimate and yeah, justin true. who's probably uh just you know rolling from fucking one episode to another i'm talking about mental episode um so yeah uh, look uh, I think we we've been through 29k. We we know that there's a lot of people at fault. Well, I I think we do, I think we've accomplished a lot here, Justin. I'm looking forward to the Justin show. I'm looking forward to the oh, Star Wars you. part. I don't think you should just do it on YouTube. I agree with Menners. You should do it on the podcast. I know you'll have a lot of people looking forward to it. I think we've accomplished a lot here, guys. I think this this is a budding relationship I see in front of me. Um, I'm I'm good on this. Menor, do you have any last word before we let Justin? Yeah, Justin, I I want to um I want to um you know hopefully we can get to a, a good spot. You and I um you know you're you're a good kid, and I'll make you a deal. If you unblock me, I've already unblocked you. I'm pretty sure okay. I will do a, a weekly segment where I you review your review of the Bubba Fett series. All right, so I'll be reviewing your review of the show every week if you want to unblock me. Okay. I'm, I'm so confused, Menners. So you come on here, you call me like a talentless hack. I have nothing, nothing going on. No one's going to listen to the Justin show. And then you're like, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, if you interact <laughs> with me more, if you continue to I said unblock, you know, I said unblock. Well, it's a principal thing now. Yeah. Well, can I, can I like mute you? You can do whatever you want. You can mute me. So can I whatever you want. I, I advise that, you? honestly. Is probably you do, if you unblock me, I'm going to do a weekly segment. Red and I will spend five or ten minutes reviewing your review of the Bubba Fett series. I would love to do that. That sounds terrible. All right, whatever. Okay. No, no, you, no, no, no. Okay. See you. Bye. Fuck off. Love you. Oh. Justin's gone. He's bounced out. I mean, what a loser. You you really Bye, Justin. You really sabotaged that entire interview, Menners. You really did. You just came in. There was no you were not gonna be kind at all. I invited this guy in here and you just you just tried to destroy him right there. And good for him. He fought back. Actually, I lost my mind. I got to say, I like again. I had KMS 
demented syndrome or whatever it is. Um, just just get on air and lost in my head again. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, were, you were an animal. You're a Tasmanian devil on that thing. Like, that was crazy. Min- like 17 minutes ago before I came on this, I was half asleep. And a few minutes later, I'm screaming at poor Justin. Um, oh, Justin, man. That's unbelievable. Anyway, hope he doesn't kill himself. Um, no. All righty. Let's get into the, the main show, TCB, Please. Taking Care of Business. Um, so firstly, um, since the yesterday show, VD has blocked me, and I think this is for the best. VD and I just have a toxic relationship. He, yeah. You know, he triggers me in the DMs, sending me suggestions like get Tony Cass on the show. Honestly, I would rather blow my brains out than ever talk to that fuckhead on a, a, a podcast. So, you know, he gets upset and, you know, we get all back and forth. So, Red, you are so much better to work with than him. I mean, <laughs> listen, the, the you will get, they, you get, won't they? I, I, you get five clamors to work with. Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, I love working with you. I, there's no drama with me. Yeah, I, occasionally I say some stupid things, but I'm a team guy. I come on here. I'll I'll back those things up. I think you guys are like... You know, I think you're probably big and he's Carrie and this is Sex in the City and you guys just couldn't figure it out. And eventually, you know, one of you dies on a, you know, Peloton. on a bike, has a heart attack. Mm. So it is what it is. But I, I, I like both of you guys and it's too bad. I, I hate to see it. Another he doesn't like you, you at all. No, no. And I, hey, listen, not a lot of people do like me. That's that comes with the territory. But I'm a really nice guy. I always say that. But maybe you and I are just destined to be together here, Menners. Nobody. Mm. We just don't get along with anybody, I guess, maybe. Yeah, me and VD, we just need a lot of time. It's it's a toxic relationship. Um, Let's do it. I'm, I'm looking forward to his college football podcast coming out this fall. I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be big. Big. Yeah, that'll be, be as big. big as the Justin show. Um, all right, TCB, um, or the next bit of news. Killer Kowalski was desperate to come on and, you know, argue with me for kicking uh, John out of Men is Live. But, you know, he was in fucking some valley in Canada where it was minus 30 and there was no internet reception. So I'm not ducking um, Killer Kowalski, but uh, I don't know when that'll happen. So, um, but it's, it's in the works. And, you know, on that theme, John uh, sent out a passive aggressive tweet saying he'd like uh, his likeness re- removed from the Minna fandom logo, which was uh, a, a piece of artwork um, done by Warden of the North that was originally for the Soco show, but obviously Cullinane didn't check his inbox and wasn't used. So um, the Warden then um, gave it to us to use for this podcast, and now John's been replaced by Buddy from Kirking Off. So I think that's really nice. I'm a team guy. I even put, you know, a rival host on my cover. I feel I feel really bad. Like this is actually real now. Now this at first I thought this was for show. I thought this was a little stunt. Maybe uh, this is not a stunt, as uh, Bomani Jones says. There's no stunts here. So I think this is real. I feel bad for you guys. I hope you guys will figure it out. You guys love hard. You hate harder. I think I think this will be all okay. And John John loves everybody. So I think in due time you guys will get back together real soon. This is, is going to go as long as Kirk's feud against Carano. That's how long this is going to go. I, I love John, but John loves sneakers, so there's there's issues there. Um, a little, next bit of taking care of business, last show. So some audio surfaced, funny enough, from VD, where I, I was saying a sentence to Dave from Hull, and I just completely drop out. And I haven't listened to the recording. I don't think I actually dropped out more than maybe once or twice in the whole show. So it wasn't a... Is that right, Red? It was twice. It was twice. Yeah, it was twice. And it was you were making really poignant points <laughs> about Montante. Because like, really, when I was recording, it just failed like that. When I was recording, I could see the sort of blank look on Dave's face, and I don't think he's getting what I'm saying. So maybe I am dropping out. 
And then, um, you know, I was blowing smoke up Dave's ass the whole show about he should get into media and all this stuff. Here's a tip for you, Dave. If you're in media and the person you're recording with drops out, what you do is go, I didn't catch that. Can you repeat that? Because the audience wants to hear what the other person has to say. You don't pretend like you've heard it when nothing comes through. So, um, yeah, not, not too happy with that, but I thought Dave was great. I thought it was great too. That's good advice. I think that Dave was too nervous in the moment. I mean, he's here with you for the first time. Um, it was intense for him. I could feel the love. You guys were loving each other mm. and loving yourselves. It was, it was. We had our penises out. It was audio <laughs> oh, only, so yeah. you couldn't see, but we both had our penises you out. Guys, you guys were up your own ass. His like big you Portuguese sausage was out. Oh, so. boy. It was it was a good one. I, I loved every part of it. That was great. Yeah, so but... I, I was shocked that he didn't help you out. That's not a that's not a team move on his part. And now I think uh, VD is taking a victory lap on you, which is a real shame. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like that. You can drop out like for it. 10, 20 seconds in a fucking hour recording. So that's the bit of the TCB. Now, um, uh, Minifan News. Uh, well, two things. You alerted me to some audio of Jared Carabas on yes. the Starting Nine podcast, which is his Dallas Braden uh, baseball show that's been going for almost five years. It's amazing because I've never listened to the one of them and it's still going. Um, and he, at the end of that audio, seemed to indicate that his contract is still not sorted out. Yeah, and and so what's this? The Starting Nine podcast. I always get that wrong, but it's the the Starting Nine podcast. The last ten minutes of the most recent episode, I was alerted to it. I made sure I wanted to send it along to you. I don't want anybody to have to sit through two hours of that podcast, but there is a good last ten minutes of it, and it sounds like, and it sounded like I don't know if you heard that, but it sounded like Carabas got emotional while Dallas Braden was going on his little uh, monologue there. It sounded like Carabas got emotional. It sounds like. For the first time, it's kind of sinking in that that he's not coming back to Barstool. Great so. news. I mean, it's context. That discussion comes about because they're like, oh, maybe we'll be back next year recording another starting nine, or maybe this is the last one ever. And then they get into it, and it's pretty pathetic. It's a lot of woe is me, Jared, a lot of uh, the sort of whiny Jared we used to get on Fridays. That's true, and, and you could hear uh, Dallas Braden was whining, and then he got edited out too. There's something that he said on the podcast that they took out. So it sounds like Dallas is pretty emotional about it and pretty pissed off about it. Carabas sounds like he's hurt. Um, but if, if Carabas would just get into gambling content, I don't think this would be an issue at all. And I know that gambling, like we see these guys all the time, Montante and the others, they, they're online doing their, uh, their picks. This is not hard to do to be some kind of a, you know, a sharp in the game of gambling. So Carabas could easily do that. And I think he'd have a contract way ahead of the time he wanted it in march this past year but he would have got signed if he was doing any gambling he did no gambling content for them yeah he um he could just pretend to like gambling even though right. i can see uh, even though i actually respect him he probably has principles uh, he's probably seen many many lives destroyed by gambling addiction as i have um look uh, <laughs> eric has been pretty clear this year though that she, she's never been a she's never been fully in jared's um court this whole year has she Absolutely. i mean she's always had a little bit of doubt she's always been nice she's a consummate professional but if she's just giving you a little inkling and recorded bits of audio you can imagine what she's saying behind closed doors about jared i mean remember that interview on token ceo where she questioned you know, how much he was really doing i mean right. I, I, you know if you're owning barstool you sort of think what is the value of 
of Jared doing this baseball stuff when we could probably actually, you know, find a retired baseballer, get him to front a show. He could get into gambling and, and, and get just as many hits as Jared gets. Right. Yeah. And, and, I don't understand what the value of Carabas is if he's not doing gambling content. You know, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a few podcasts now, but I don't know what kind of money he actually brings into the company and what he does besides a large following on Twitter. I don't know what that amounts to, and it's a large following for baseball Twitter. So Well, Dallas was saying, you know, Barstool didn't have a national baseball presence before they came along. I mean, I don't know much about I mean, I'm not in the States, but I'm pretty sure Bar- Barstool doesn't really have a national baseball presence. No, and, and a lot of those baseball hardos on Twitter, they they hate Barstool already. Mm. So they automatically are not going to be Barstool fans. So I don't know what Jared, how it just sounds like a lot of whining um, from content people who don't understand the business side of things and don't get it, especially given that we're you know year two now into this pandemic. It doesn't, I don't think it just came off as kind of, guys just whining about a situation kind of like we've heard from others at barstool where i don't get promoted i don't get this they don't give me that i don't have this funds and it just sounds like a bunch of bitching moaning which i mean if we don't have carabas which i don't think we will in in 2022 i think that's a good thing because usually when he comes in he has no idea what's going on on kms he has no idea so kirk and him just they go through the whole show trying to catch jared up on what they've done so far in the last week or so so I'm not like I I'd be happy that if Carabas does one show where he's talking about how he's leaving Barstool and then that's the end mm. that would be great. Yeah, that would and, be actually a good recording. Absolutely, um, and and he'll get a job somewhere. He'll get he'll get a job with Bradford writing, you know, blogs on EI or something. Oh. Um, he'll he'll what obviously take a massive pay so cut. Matters. Like yeah, what is that? What would that? Even I don't know the wages in in America. So it's hard for me to yeah. Ugh. But you know what? Sixty k, seventy k. Oh, I don't know how anybody could live on that, Manners. That's ridiculous. Well, Kirk me. certainly couldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> read the teacher. Um, all righty. Anything else on JC before we move on to the – you had some thoughts on Montante's um, podcast. Yeah, yeah and I, I, this is – I want to pick your brain on this because I don't know if you're going to be upset about this or not, but Montante has had a decent following on Twitter. It's led to – montante's world podcast i don't know if you are a listener i've listened at times um you're i listen to 10 minutes here and i listen to 10 minutes here or there like i listen to most of the david one apart from the college football stuff i skipped that um but but i listen to about 10 minutes of it i mean montante's only good in small doses um so yeah (laughs) well so he's he's complaining he's uh, he's way up Nadu's ass about everything. He loves Nadu. Even drove all the way mm. to West Virginia to support him there, which I thought was a little odd. I mean, for that pillow fight, that's a strange drive to make, but that is what it is. But then I I made the comment that Nadu is blocking everybody. He's soft on Twitter, and Montante's response is to call Kirk soft for deleting his Twitter. And I'm just I guess my retort to that would be, well, everybody that you have as a follower or a listener of your podcast is a Kirk listener. I don't know that calling Kirk soft is probably the wisest thing or appreciative thing to do if you're Montante, but I mean, I don't know how you feel because I know you're a mental health advocate too. So I wanted to bring this up to you and see what your thoughts were. 
Yeah, really disappointing comments. And we know Montante's speciality is politically insensitive commentary, and this is just another example of it, shaming Kirk for wanting to preserve his mental health and mental stability. Kirk has said many times he's on Twitter, he's using the show account, but he's just trying to take, I think, a more cautious approach and probably spend less time on the platform. And, look, every episode of Montante's World, Mike says about 15 ill-considered things. So, you know, just add this to the list of, you know, buffoonery coming out of that fucking moron's mouth it's really sad i it's a shame i didn't like to see it on twitter i had to press him on it to get him on the record um yeah i'm really disappointed i'm not even mad i'm just you know i'm just upset so i really hate to see that but hopefully montante apologizes publicly or maybe he could dm the the kirkman show and maybe he could apologize there too i don't know but it's really a shame. I hate to see that. Aren't Montante and the dude the saddest pair of fucking friends? I mean, those two losers. I can see them sitting in some oh. shitty club in 30 or 40 years, both so fucking fat and drunk, talking about the time when Montante drove to Rough and Rowdy to watch him fight someone. I mean, those two are just the biggest losers. They deserve each other. I, I I always find myself just disappointed in, in listening to Nadu. I try to watch his videos. I can't. He's got this weird angle where it's right on top of his head. It's hiding the wig that he's wearing. You can't comment on it because then he blocks you from those things. Him and Montante, too, their, their gambling records are questionable. Nadu doesn't publicize a lot of his stuff, and I don't think his gambling records are very good. It's just it's not a good relationship. It's really annoying on Twitter, but, I mean, it is entertainment. Montante is entertaining, if nothing else whether he's right or wrong. Yeah, his impression of me was good. I'll give him that. Oh, I said it yesterday. Mm. Yeah, it was very good. I knew you liked that. Um, well, uh, listeners, Red and I thought we'd maybe just take a little bit of a brief look of, at some of the main events of KMS from 2021. Um, I sort of thought in January, it sort of started off with our fat lug before um, Justin reading out Julie DeCaro's book. Um, what do you think? Oh, I loved it. I mean, it was... It was when it first happened, uh, the the instant comments were, is he legally allowed to be doing this? But he just kept going, kept going through. And it was awesome to have it happen, you know, on the East Coast when you're at work. So you can kind of check in and check out when you're on break and see what, what uh, you know, what Justin is reading. And those words, I mean, it was incredible. I, I would love to get him to read on his podcast all the time because the way that he uses words and puts vowels where he thinks they should go, it's it's beautiful. I love all of that. So it was great to see. I don't know. It was probably happening while you were sleeping, a majority of it, right? So you probably Yeah, absolutely. I only saw bits and pieces the next day. Great stuff from Justin. As I said, I don't know how he fucked up his role at KMS from there because – He was on a heater. He, he had a life membership, and I've never heard anyone have that taken away. So um, pretty bad from Justin. But I, I, I have thought, you know, I, I can imagine after that, I, I think there was probably – some words behind the scenes to the KMS show. Look, can you just stop the lawsuits? Uh, because I they've, I think they've tried to keep their nose a little cleaner the rest of the year. Yeah, and I don't know, like an important one he talks about is the juice worth the squeeze. On that one with DeCaro, I don't think he probably thinks that. Kirk obviously doesn't care about those things, and it leads to, I think, what is good content. Uh, but when you're, you know, you got Justin getting you, you in trouble and, and getting lawsuits going on and he's representing Barstool, I think that's a scary proposition for Barstool. So it makes sense that maybe they put in the word to say, hey, could you guys uh, knock this stuff off? And it seemed it seemed to work for the most mm. part. 
And then it sort of rolled into the case. I mean, that seemed to dominate everything. KMS took a back seat quality-wise and content-wise. The case was oh, in yeah. the forefront. Yeah, and did you notice from that the best of show that what I noticed the most was how little was actually used from the you know the first quarter of the uh, the year because they were doing the case. So there, I remember you know it brings back memories of those shows of it's just it just can't be very good. There's just no way it can be because they're so consumed with another podcast. Uh, and Kirk tried to do the right thing, I guess, in that, you know, tried to give shows anyway. And looking back, I wonder if he has any regret on that. I'm still happy for any content, but those shows were not good. And you could tell when they're not being in the, used in the best of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And for those listening, uh, coming up, um, Red and I are going to make some predictions for the year. And we're going to give our Clemmer rankings to every cast member. Oh, yes. Um so a lot to come, but uh, you, look, I listening to the best of. I did have some sympathy for Steve when How? Kirk was How? dressing him down about the microphone thing or the connection thing in the hotel about the pajamas, and this is pains me to say it, but you, I, I sort of maybe see that as the moment when Steve went fuck this. Um, like I've come all this way, I'm doing two podcasts, I've tried my best to get this piece of equipment. And my boss is, you know, getting angry at me because I wanted to eat for the first time in the day. Like, if I was Steve, I'd probably think, well, you know, fuck this guy. Well, yeah, and so it's probably his lease and his apartment that he had was probably due up in July, right? So he probably was contacted about that pretty early where he said he wasn't going to continue. Also, when you factor in that he had to get that van and he had to get that souped-up van and get that thing ready, that takes a while from the ordering process to when you can actually pick it up. So there, you can't tell me, I mean, Steve probably from that week on had set plans and laid the groundwork for leaving KMS, which showed in his output and effort because you could tell he was checked out. There were jokes about it and Kirk would even joke about it, but that was serious, man. Steve wanted no part of that show anymore. Wanted Mm. no part. And the show has been much better off because of it, because now Cullinane's in there and he actually cares. So you know what I'm saying, Menners? That's going to be a theme of tonight is I'm going to be praising Cullinane the entire time. And you're going to have to deal with that, sir. I I like Dave. He's a great guy. I don't know Um, if you like him. I don't know if you do. I do like, I really do like him. Um, Uh, Yeah. And I just think, you know, listening back to that audio where Kirk's dressing Steve down, I'm like, you know, Kirk, you you can't even, you know, plug a USB microphone and you can't even plug in a microphone to your phone. You know, you can't criticize Steve because you're fucking lazy when it comes to tech. I mean, if, if, if I was producing Kirk, I would say, Kirk, we're going to have a, a tech afternoon. And in one hour, I could show him how to plug in a microphone to his phone and his computer. And the problem will be solved. Um, so he's uh, yeah. the talent though, Menners. He's the talent. Like you're well, not, you, you're, you're going to talent into him. shape. You've got to whip talent into shape sometimes. No, but that's Steve. You know, Steve can't do that. If you were the producer, you could do that because you're a little bit yep. older. You're a little bit more seasoned. Whatever level Chris would put you on, you'd be on that level where you could do that. Steve couldn't do that. I'm not going to give Steve any credit or, or fight for him. But I mean, that's what we love from Kirk Minahan, right? Is when he gets his producer on there and he just absolutely browbeats that motherfucker till the I mean, till Kirk the said to me, Kirk said to me, find a new act when I was getting stuck into Steve. And I'm saying to Kirk, okay, you know, we've, we've heard it for five years, you know, plug in a microphone now. Um, oh, listen, if you, you, if you can't yell at a, at a producer of a podcast or a radio show, who can you yell at? Man? I'm saying you can yell at him, but not for that. Okay. Well, 
he screwed up. He didn't bring the piece, and then he didn't go to try and find it when he could have. He got in his jammies. That's what I love. That he's got to. I'm, his, I'm not really litigating this. I'm not, re- I'm, I'm not really litigating for this. It. I'm just saying he didn't care. He was checked out. Then he gave Kirk some really terrible stories, and Kirk was right. Then I have to dance for it. Now I got to dance. Just give it to Kirk, and I'll fix it. Well, he wasn't mm. going to fix it. Now he's just going to shit on Steve, which was much needed. Love it every time. So keep shitting on a producer, and as long as it's not Dave Cullinane, that's all that I ask. It's good sport. Uh, and Absolutely. that led into Steve quitting just before Madawaska, the mm. greatest episode of the year. I think it's the episode oh, wow. I've listened to the most. Uh, I've listened to it you know, four or five times. And I guess I'm surprised Kirk was that blindsided by it because from the outside, we knew he was checked out. I mean, we said it every week on your rundown and whatever I was doing. Yep. Absolutely. You could see this thing coming. It was amazing. I think he was more shocked because the way that Steve had said it too, he said he was taking a leave. So then he left the door open where he was going to be there. And then in the span of a couple of minutes, it was, no, I'm actually leaving. I'm not re-upping on my lease. I'm going. So it wasn't, wasn't even a leave he was taking. He was, he was quitting the show. He was scared to say it, which was funny. He should have just said first sentence. Not like, I think he he needed to, he shouldn't have gone. I need some mental time. He should have just said, I'm want to move on. Right. But anyway, he got there eventually. How long about do you four. think he was planning this, though, Manners? Like, how long do you think he had put these wheels in motion? And was I actually, actually think, I, I think from the beginning of coronavirus, I think he was already checked out. I think um, COVID. He even said it. If you go back to COVID, he said wouldn't be a good time to be looking for a job. So I think after about six months, he knew probably wasn't right for him. But obviously, as soon as COVID hits, he wasn't going to start going doing job hunting. So, yeah, I think pretty quickly he checked out. And I said, I think when I first did an Aussie Minna fan show, you wait, he'll just walk in one day and walk out on Kirk. And that's pretty much what happened. That's what he did. He left him and he, he didn't even, you know, wasn't even able to do the two weeks because him and Kirk parted ways. Uh, didn't help them out on that Madawaska live show, which I think hurt them in the long run hurt them later on when it came to that 29k too so, so i think steve you know in a in a weird way also has to take some responsibility for that 29k because it set the wheels in motion for justin to then continue on with his contacts in Madawaska and got us where we were in the summertime with it so yeah but at the same time you know having cullinane step in here a, a producer who cares it's not like cullinane's a genius he's a sweet dummy and i love that mm. sweet dummy but he loves, he cares about the show and he's putting in effort. And you see that when it comes to the end of the year podcast, you know, the year in review, I know the Harrison did that thing, but you know, Dave was a part of that. I think those are two guys who really care about KMS and that's what you get. You get a great product because of it. Yeah, you do. What about the live shows as a whole? I was sort of reflecting on it and obviously I'm a long way away, but Madawaska seemed to be a little bit disappointing, although everyone that went had a great time at the show itself. Then Soccer 1 and 2, the actual shows themselves seemed a little bit underwhelming. I kind of feel like this year was a down year for their live performances. I don't really blame Kirk, the, the instability around the production team, the ineptitude of some of the production team contributed to that, but I, I think, 2022 needs to be a bounce back year in terms of quality of the live shows because I felt the people that went were lukewarm about them. Really? Okay. So I really enjoyed, I heard that feedback from Madawaska as far as people being 
underwhelmed with a lot of what the other things around the show were going to be. Um, but then I really enjoyed the Sako shows. I thought those were incredible. I thought the people were, were amazing. The shows were awesome, but you're also, you're in there, you're there. So it's different for those that are listening just on the podcast, but I really enjoyed those shows, but I do agree that I think the mental illness of this show, whether it is Kirk or Mike or Steve, I think it's probably played a factor and you have that that overturn of these people in and out and Justin's in and out. Uh, the one consistent is Dave Cullinane, who I think will add to those live shows because he's a sweet dummy who's not going to get mentally ill and freak out. He just can't do it. He doesn't have it in him. He is smoke on top of water, Menners. You can't touch him. Okay. So yeah, I think just... I think Cullinane will get this thing done. But this is well, gonna I hope be- so. But yeah. but you know, it's where we miss like Blind Mike because you got to say at least he would before live events do Mike and the Minna fans on a Friday, and um, you know I, I just true. felt like it was just there was a lack of attention to detail. There was no real build up, and they came and went a bit quickly. Not saying that that's not fine, but I just think twenty twenty two the live shows can get to the next level. I agree with that. I think that with Wilbur. I think the Wilbur shows will be much better off having avoided January here and moving into the summer. I think that's a big thing because it's only getting worse here in the States right now. So I think that's a great move. I think the Wilbur shows are going to benefit from it and the Saco shows are great. And I don't know what else they're going to be able to fall through on. Cause I think if they complete the, Mississippi. Complete the Wilbur shows, Mississippi is Mississippi really going to happen though. I'm going if it does. Ah, so I, I hope that it does, but. Something tells me too, like the Wilbur, I think it also completes his contract or at least those obligations. So I don't know how many more live shows he has to do. And my theory is that this is the last year of KMS. So I think 2022 is the end. So I think the live shows are going to be You better fucking make it to a, a yeah, live you better. show then. You better, better. Uh, obviously, other big events of the year, the 29K, Kirk taking a break at the end. Uh, anything you want to add on the 29K issue? I think, I think that um, – you know, Justin learned a lot from it, but I think, uh, I think Justin is right. There is, uh, an instance of Dustin taking advantage of the situation, but I mean, at the end of the day, you got to shoot your shot on that. He, he was able to get that 29 K that he wanted. Uh, it sucks that Justin was in that position. Um, and it sucks that the show had to do that, but it led to some great content too. I mean, that, that, that entire week of 29 K was one of the best weeks of KMS ever. It was hilarious every single day, every update on Twitter, uh, it was stunning to listen to that podcast and hear that figure. Uh, it was it was beautiful, and to hear Dave kind of worming his way and, and getting into as another snake moment with Dustin on the uh, on the phone that was great too. So I mean that, that was awesome, man. You can't. I know Kirk and those guys don't agree with that because it was also twenty nine k, but man, that was an awesome week of shows. Oh yeah, that was great content. Absolute fantastic yeah. content. Uh, yeah, and Kirk taking a break again. I think we've seen sort of in the second half of the year to preserve his sanity. He's kind of insulated himself a bit from the Minifam world. Um, yep. Montante, obviously, with the Twitter thing, but just generally, I, I still think he's, um, you know, great, a great host, a great talent. But he's just insulated himself, and you know, if he needs to do that to make himself feel better, that's fine. I'd love to go have a go at being his therapist. I'm not qualified. But you but, think about it matters. Uh, like you just thinking about thinking about Montante and how crazy that one situation is. Montante is a guy who advocated to get on the YouTube channel. I believe Cullinane had put him on there at one point. Yeah, he interviewed that um football guy or whatever. I can't remember his name. You know what I mean? Like something as small as that was given to him and 
not weeks later because Nadu is is buddies with him and he's talking to him and DMing with him. So Nadu is great and awesome now. Now Kirk is soft and not because he's not on Twitter and he doesn't talk to Montante mm. or whatever it is. And you just call a guy soft. Like to me, like just so unappreciative of anything you were given. It was a, it was a it was a we were lucky to be able to get on a YouTube channel. Like we felt like it was I don't understand that mindset at all. It's so so strange to me. But I mean, these kids these days, manners, you know, they just don't appreciate what they have. Yeah. Also a bit of TCB uh, from yesterday. Davis said anal was going live on the KMS network. That was false. It was a, a pre-recorded show from a week ago. So that quelled my yeah. anger when I realized they hadn't given the, the least talented Minifan Adam access to the channel. Um, yeah. But you know what? You got to give that up. I mean, you, you, you've you been so mean to Ned about this show. It's a good show. You've been it giving is, those guys no, I listen every time. time. I listen every time. You know, Low sleepy. scores? You give them 30s. It's, it's a really sleepy show. I mean, you know, you got Adam starting the show talking about some job interview. I mean, it's not for everybody. I actually like them and LK, so I'll listen. But anyway, that's just a bit of TCB. Um, anything else you want to sort of say about the year before? I know you've got your best callers and best parody songwriters, but yes, any events I'm, from the year? I'm curious how you feel about that. But overall, um, I think the show has only gotten better. I'm excited. Like I said, I think this is the last year of it. Um, predictions for 2022 would be also that I, don't, I think Carabas is done. We get more All right, Chris Give Clemmer. me your predictions. Yeah. All right. We get more Chris Clemmer. Okay. The rise of Clemmer gets better and better. Um, he pisses off people. People love him. Either way, you have a strong feeling about him. I think Blind Mike takes a – he slides back a little bit here. He gets a little bit down in the dumps, but then he picks it up later in the year. Uh, Dave Colony continues to be a star. I think Case Season 2 is going to crush it and be better than Season 1. Okay, so you put Cullinane in any role that Steve Robinson had, and then Cullinane flips it and makes it that much better because KMS is better. The case is going to be better. The end of the year, year in review podcast was better. Everything gets better with Dave Cullinane. So I think the year is going to go out on a high. I think the show is going to go out on a high note this year, uh, but it will be the last year of KMS 2022. Wow. All right, I've got my 2022 predictions. I'm not so confident, by the way, that the case will be better than what Steve put out last year. So I hope it is. I hope it is, but um, fingers crossed. Uh, I agree. I think they'll go out in high. I actually think this will be the best year of the show ever, 2022. Uh, David was saying, oh, 2020 was the high point. I think 2022 will be the high point. I think Chris Clemmer will definitely take mental time at some point during the year. <laughs> um, so I uh, um, hope he gets through that okay. I think Kirk will eventually make me the network director, the KMS network director. So I think that'll happen in 2022. I also think I'll make it to the US and to a live KMS show. And finally, I think Justin will end up working at Walmart or one of those big box stores you have in the States um, no, no, and doing no, no. really well there. And he'll be, you know, maybe he'll be a store manager in a couple of years. So I think Justin's got a big future. You know, Wendy's. Uh, Kmart, uh, no, 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 Target, no, no. You're selling all those this podcast is going to be a monster. This is where he's going to shine. This is exactly this is his wheelhouse. Star Wars is everything he does. He does voices. He can do this thing on YouTube. It's going to be great. Okay, this is going right. to launch him to another level. So I think Justin will get a little bit more run on KMS too. I think he'll be coming back a little bit. Yeah, you'll see. I think this will be a big year for Justin too. So I think I think, and also too, props to Dave Colony for doing what Steve Robinson could never do, which is 
keep you off of the YouTube mentors. He's been able to do that this entire time. It's stunning. So that's another thing that he's better Fuck at seeing. Off. Well, I'm not just... Me. Why are you needling me about I'm not needling it? You know it annoys you. me. You know I'm it annoys saying, me. It, I'm just saying you do have to admire from that angle that he's been What's really there to admire about, about that? What's there to admire about ostracizing one of the major network contributors? That's true. What, what, what's the what's 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 the point of you know turning away someone that's offering to help you? Turning away someone with professional experience that wants to for, for no money, for no um, you know, personal gain, just because they're a fan of the show, help sure. and you turn it away, you just turn your back on them, you know. I mean, maybe Cullinane thinks he's on a level higher than me. I don't know. He might be on a higher uh, level than you, and I'm not going to make a short joke. I wouldn't do that, but I will say this. I think you guys are going to figure it out, and I think in 2022 you will also make it up on that YouTube channel. I believe that. So I, right. I believe I'm a hopeful wow. guy. I'm a glass half-full guy. I think you guys will figure that out too. You guys will all be friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, prediction. I like Carl. He's a nice guy. Just yeah, doesn't really like nice me. Guy. He just doesn't like me. He doesn't want me on the network. I know, and you never really with the show. You never really say anything bad about him either, so I appreciate that too. I think you're mm. a really nice guy. I think I think you're a victim in this, Manners. Definitely. So. Yeah. All right. Who are your best uh, callers and best parody songwriters uh, of 2021? Well, obviously, uh, John Amos was featured in the best of, but it is true. Every single time he called, he crushed it. He was great. I, his first call, especially, I loved. So I got John Amos in the number one spot. Um, I've got my Mount Rushmore here. So John Amos is there. President Trump obviously is in that number two spot. Sopranos guy is still there. I think he can figure out a way to make this more interesting with Imperioli too. So I think Sopranos guy is my Hall of Famer. He's in number three. And then my number four is Andrea, who is Carabas's girlfriend, who <laughs> called in and she started to DJ herself. While I'm she was high on pancakes. Yeah. I'm just getting yeah. high eating pancakes. The natural heavies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great caller. That was, that was a great caller. So at least that was like the one part that added to it where guys could call in and give Karaba shit. So that was at least a good part of that. But yeah, those are my four callers. So who do you have in your four? About the same. I don't have any. I mean, Trump You're and Amos. You're not big into the callers, are you? No, 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 I am. But like, I'm a bit biased because, you know, in the best of, there was like, comp, you know, put them together. There's like 15 Trump and Amos calls. So I've just heard all of them. Uh, and I haven't got through all of Tim's. But consistency-wise, Trump and Amos are number one and two. Uh, it's been a big bad year for Blind Mike's daddy. Obviously, that's the year he he went back to the field. Um, yeah. I know he wasn't a caller, but they called him. But I think Scott Spears, um, that guy who had Bill Cosby on his radio station, that was a good one. Spears had an answer for every Kurt question. I mean, that's true. and they were good answers. Like they yeah. were, you know. So uh, Scott Spears is a, a strong um, caller, I guess. Um, and, and and John from the diner too. Don't forget about John from the diner. Yeah, I wasn't as hot on him as oh, everyone really? else. Oh. I, mean, I want to go to the diner. The food sounds good, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said he yeah, had something uh, we've never seen there before. I don't know what that means, but, I mean, it's a diner, John. I don't I don't mm. think you're going to surprise us too much, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to it, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, parody songwriters, you got any? Oh, parody songwriters. Okay, so again, I've got. Did we get top, any this year? I've got top four. We got, we got, so this is curious. Parody singers, I've got. Um, this is Tim from Canton level note taking from you, Red. Listen, I, I record I, keeping. I've got two pages of notes here. I like to do rankings. Mount Rushmore top four list is totally fine. That works with me. VD um, can't even write, so it's much better working. With no, and I don't, he's I don't, literate. 
there's no way he can write. I question whether he can read, but he's a really nice guy and I like him. Um, so number one, Steve's a liar guy. <laughs> number one, Steve's a liar guy. Yeah. Consistently, even though he doesn't have the same output that he once did, nobody actually does. I think Steve's a liar guy crushes it. He's my number one. Number two, rock opera. He always delivers, especially with that parody of the Coco Cabana with, with uh, Carabas. I thought that was awesome. Gig, my number three, is a talented artist. Okay. But he created... He creates comedy on Twitter and delivers in this one this one song offering. And then my number four is actually Carano. I'm a big man here. I'm going to admit when I'm wrong, I thought Carano had a great song. Um, what did he parody? Uh, Don't Dream It's Over. I love that. Mm. He had a great hook on that song. So those are my four. Steve's a Liar Guy, Rock Opera, Gig, and then Carano top four i like that carano and i i like the original crowded house song so good effort from carano i, I you know warden in the, the north is my guy and i, I think uh, the stuff he put together for soko was excellent so he goes into my um parody songs riders of the year i respectfully disagree but that's okay we can agree to agree to disagree here that's that's fine i'm fine with that Alrighty. i can't i can't ride with menace with that all right, all right two things left the any the clamor rankings and yes. then I've got two movie reviews. Um, but should we start with the Clemmer rankings? I'll go. We'll just go one at a time. All right. So for those unfamiliar, um, what, it's out of five, the Clemmer rankings? Yes. We go out of five. Gig has hooked us up with some nice artwork to go along with that. So we've got some popcorn buckets with Clemmer's face on there. So we've got out of five Clemmer's, we're going to rank people. Do you want me to go right. first or you go ahead? Well, let's just go one at a time. We'll go with Kirk okay. first. What's your ranking? Okay, so I've got him at 4.2 Clemmers. I think wow. he had a great year. I think he's got room for improvement and growth. I can tell that he's enjoying himself. He's got good relationship with Cullinan going. I think he's got a little sweet spot here. So I think he can get to five Clemmers. I got him at 4.2. Excellent. Well, I give Kirk 4.6, and I, I wow. take the point four off because his failures in leadership roles. I think that's the only area of improvement, but I love Kirk. I, I don't think he'll be listening 53 minutes into this recording. Probably not. Um, unless he's running and he can't find the, the skip button on his iPhone. But if he is listening, he still is someone I look up to. He's still someone I admire. He is still somebody that uh, just – it's just a great guy. Just a great guy. Four point six. Um, but he's just not a good leader. He's not no, a good leader. No, no. And I'm hoping actually, when I'm with Kirk, um, you know, I'm thinking probably he'll put me up in the spare room for a couple of weeks when I'm sure. over there for a live show. We can work on this over breakfast. You know, Absolutely. having a coffee, or he can have his little hot chocolate, and I, I can sort of work, you know, day by day, tip by tip. Um, you're yeah. always there, ready to, to you know, yeah. any consultations. You're ready to work yeah. with him. So. Yeah, me and Harry can have breakfast together. It'll be fun. Oh, um, that'll be nice. Uh, Steve, all right. What's your Clemmer ranking? Clemmer ranking for Steve. I was kind here for Stephen. Um, I gave him a 1.1 for Steve. <laughs> you got 1.1. I gave him a 1 flat. Go on. Yeah, I didn't want to go just one flat. I gave him a 1.1 because I do appreciate everything that he's done, but he just did not care about the show. And he probably never really cared about the show. And that showed with his effort and output and what did it to the show. So, you know, God bless, Godspeed. I feel bad. You know what? I feel bad. I don't know if you've seen those, those pictures he's posted while he's in the wind, but the wind is doing a number on that hairline, my friend. Holy <laughs> cow. As somebody who loves my hair, I appreciate my hairline. <laughs> it is not good, Menners. That, that wind is blowing that hairline back, my friend. Not good. 
Not good. I, yeah, I give him a one, and I give him the one point just for quitting that episode. I, I like the fact that he quit quit on air, and uh, yeah, yes. one point for leaving. Uh, Mike, all right, blind Mike. Now I'll go first. Please. I'm giving him five, five clamors. I think it was a perfect year for Mike on the KMS show. He did not disappoint, and I, obviously this has nothing to do with the blind Mike project and everything else because you know it'd be minus four hundred if you took Craig into account. But um, he's five clamours. He was perfect on KMS. He nailed every big moment. You know, the 29K, the reaction, it, it was just spot on. Perfect year, five clamours, blind Mike. Okay, so I'm going to This is I'm gonna get a little tricky with the math here, but I'm giving Mike a 1.1 clamours, and I'll, I'll be able to fill in what the rest the when fuck? we get to Dave Cullinane. But here's the reason. Here's the thing. Mike Bullshit. Is, Mike's 1.1 out of 5. 1.1 out of 5. It was so man. fun, funny. But Mike Mike was good on the show, but you know why he's good on the show is because of Dave Cullinane. Dave Cullinane oh, comes in. Bullshit. All of a sudden, the little brother, Mike, he becomes big brother, gets a little bit more confidence, and, and Dave's a great teammate, and he's self-deprecating and makes Mike feel comfortable, gives him confidence. I think Dave Cullinane is a big reason for Mike's success this year so far. So I'm giving him a 1.1. That's bullshit. Yeah. That is way too low. You need well, to re- revisit that. I'm one point one. But but this can is you what... at least break it up into two halves then? Because you know, okay, pre Cullinane and post Cullinane. No, I can't do that. But I'm That's giving bullshit. him. I'm giving him one point one clemmers because of what I'm giving to Cullinane. So if we want to jump to Cullinane, we can do that. All right, go so to Cullinane. Well, okay, what are you so out find? of five, out of five, I give him a three point nine. So I think Dave Cullinane and Mike combined is a five. But I think Dave out of Cullinane, ten. a five out of ten. Well, yeah, but a, so they're just they're, average. They're a great five, okay, and they're great teammates. I'm just Fuck giving Dave Cullinane three point nine because again, everything he touches, and usually that's what Steve has touched first. But everything that Steve has created, Cullinane has made better every single time. He responds every single time. What did so? I mean, that, what did Mike do? What did Mike do to you to deserve that? No, but I'm saying what I'm saying with Mike is. His newfound confidence is a lot of what Cullinan is done. Now, if he if he continues this and builds on it, then that's on Mike. But right now, everything that Mike is is what Dave Cullinan's created. That's my argument. I think that's a great it's a terrible argument. argument. It's a terrible argument. All right. Um, no. Okay, Carl. So out of five clamors, I'm giving Carl two point five. I think he's been perfectly average so far. He's delivered excellent podcasts, which is his job. So he True. meets that criteria. But I don't think he's gone one step beyond that i think you know he's, he's perfectly average so far 2.5 out of five the that's show's really been low. excellent that's really low why for as good why? as the show has been because he's the producer he's not he's just like producer. he's not so he you know you mark him for the whole thing and the whole thing has been a, a fucking train wreck apart from great audio you know but we've had show great shows great. yeah the great yeah, but show. there's nothing around it there's nothing around it the live shows have been a disaster he almost sent so. kirk to the poorhouse um i don't think so and that's the merchandise has been me. no good oh, the no. community's dying no, the no, network no, no. is at an all-time low i agree uh, on the network but the network isn't dave colony's fault they've got far less people working on the show they've got to find interns but they you love bring, making first. excuses for dave it's fucking I, I, no, excuse I'm, maker for dave that's all oh, you are I'm sorry you just gonna forget about a global he's had six months years? to find an intern he said oh, six months God. to find an intern i mean how many people would love to work on a basketball show i mean i don't know what he's doing but if, if he can't find an intern where's he looking 
Yeah, everybody, like, everybody in the states has COVID, Manners. What do you want from him? Okay, ninety-five percent of it can be done remotely, making clips, producing shows on Streamyard. There is no excuse. I mean, Justin, the most incompetent person, was an intern there for almost two years, and he was so. Great. I would love some chick to do it, you know, no, you diversify would. it, get sure. some, get, you know, let's stop the sausage fest in studio Absolutely. or even whatever. Um, so, <laughs> Cullinane 2.5. Okay. Right, Chris right. Clemmer. Well, do you want to go oh, Chris next? What, three how many point, Clemmers? Do- 3.1 Clemmers for okay. the Clemmer. 3.1. Again, I love everything that he does. Every time he ends the week, which, by the way, I hope they continue the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think it's a great, they do a great job of packing it in that week. But when you bookend with Clemmer, when you end your week with Clemmer, it's only good stuff because people either love it or hate it. And you get to read all the comments on Twitter and the subreddit. It's fantastic. He angers many, but everybody feels passionate about him. He is Alex Reamer on Thursdays on KNC. And that means that people say, oh, I'm not going to listen, blah, blah, blah. They all listen. And they all love it. They love the Clemmer. I see it in the DMs again all the time. There are a bunch of these guys that are going to privately diss Clemmer. They love Clemmer. They listen every single time. So I think he's doing great. I think 3.1 Clemmers is fair. Agree. I thought it was so funny when he was on this show and I asked him with a straight face, did you think Matt Carano was gay when you met him? And he answered the question deadpan serious. Like, oh, I, I, I was serious. <laughs> made me laugh um yeah i i like chris so i give him 3.5 he's an above average panelist he's getting better all the time you know why i mark clemmer highly because he's diligent it's he true. turns up he's read everything he's heard every bit of minifan content he's in tune with kirk I, I think, you know, every show he's got more confident and, and better and, was you know, he's a bit of an asshole underneath it all. He's got a bit of a cunt about him. And, yes, you know, as a cunt, Red, you could recognize that. I appreciate you know, you sniff, that. You sniff out cunts on other people. I love it. Um, I love it. Like there's unearned arrogance a little bit. I love that. That's mm. great. People are always feeling something, whether they're happy or angry with him, but they're always feeling something. That's exactly what you want from somebody who's coming in, who's unpaid, Obviously, I mean, he works hard too. He's got podcasts on podcasts he could be working on. So I think Clemmer, the Clem dog, is going to have a big year, big time. Great. Uh, I think, um, Minna Fandom, we should also like do a little bit of reaction to Clemmer's show, like a once a week sort of assessment of how Please. it's going. I'm um, excited about that. Because it's going to turn into like a four hour show. You know, we get through KMS, then it's reviewing Bubba Fett, uh, yeah. Justin's Bubba Fett show, and then it's Clem Dogs. We're never um, going to stop. This is going to be yep. ridiculous. Yep. Suck it, VD. Um, <laughs> all right. Next one, Jared Carabas, 1.1. I'm giving him. I thought, wow, you know, he started nice. the year. I thought he started the year like, okay. And then he just like dived. So I'm giving him 1.1. Yeah, I gave him a 0. 0.7. I think um, he didn't do a great job of giving up everything in his personal life and being comfortable, you know, answering all the questions that Kirk had. And then he also didn't listen to the show and didn't, you know, stay in tune to the world. So for me, he's not a great second chair because he just doesn't know what's going on. And he's too busy with other stuff. So, you know, I hope I hope he's well. Uh, take care, Carabas. Hopefully you're not on the show in 2022. That's all I hope. Yep, good luck with the Red Sox. Uh, he'll, he'll probably get a job in the Red Sox PR department, as Phil says. Basically, he works there anyway, so he may as well right. get a paycheck from them. Yeah, and, and NBC Boston, I think, is going away, right? So that's going to be – that sports content is going to go somewhere else, so that's not going to work for him. But there's got to be something Red Sox-related that he can do here locally. Has to. 
And if John Henry dropped his pants and said, Jared, swallow this load, Jared would do it. No problem. He would absolutely do it happily with a smile on his face. Eat it up. I can lick it up. <laughs> um, all righty. Um, Justin, what's your rating? What's oh, your plan Justin, rating? Of the interns, I still have him at a 1.5. Now, it's a high ranking for an intern. I'm a tough grader. Be close on that. I'm 1.3. Okay. I think it, it was unfortunate that he didn't have the entire year because I think he really would have grown into that role of Kirk, you know, calling to him and have him come over to the microphone and say something. I think there was a lot of that, you know, Chris Curtis, when he was going through that phase, when he was hammered off his ass, I think there was a lot of good stuff there to work off of Justin. So it's a, uh, you know, job not done, but I think he might be coming back in studio this year. So we'll see. But 1.5 clemmers for Justin. I said at the beginning of the year, I thought it'd be a career year for Justin. And I'm just checking, has he unblocked? Oh, Okay. Oh no, I'm still blocked. So fuck him. Uh, we won't be doing our review. Um, little cunt. Um, maybe he'll unblock me. I mean, he's probably he was in the middle of a game when we yeah, that's true. Him, so he's, he's working, probably gone back okay? to jerking off over animated Bubba Fett images. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, one point three. As I said, he started off, you know, looking like a career. It's like a, you know, you heard my baseball analogy. It's like in April he pitched fucking like Manny. Um, what was the pitcher? Um. For, the Hall of Famer for the Red Sox. Pedro? Uh, Pedro, yeah. In in wow. April, he was pitching like Pedro. And then by fucking um, September, he was pitching like, I'm thinking of a really bad Red Sox pitcher, the left armor that they traded. Um, anyway, oh, whatever. You, Scars, bad that's my, my favorite. Just any bad pitcher. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin, one point two. Harrison, all right. Harrison, I'm giving 3.1. I'm giving Harrison a really high mark because what I like about Harrison, he's not a fucking star seeker. He wants to be in the background, do his pretty little drawings, cut up audio, learn to produce the case. He doesn't want any profile. He's a very um, humble uh, guy. So 3.1, I think he's the model intern. I agree with that. I think, um, you know, I've got him as a 1.2 right now but I think that's going to get higher and higher because I think he's the best intern they've had. Um, overall, I think, you know, the year in review podcast was the best thing they've ever done when it comes to year in review. And that was multiple people working on that thing, whether that was Steve and Mike that first year, DEC as well with his, and then with Justin doing it as well. I think Harrison has done the best. I know Dave helped him out a little bit probably, but we're going to give that win to Harrison. I think he's an incredible guy. I think he, he does great artwork. I think his t-shirts are on point. Um, so I think it's going to be a big year for him. I love Harrison. Good dude. Good. Well, they were our clemming clemmer marks for the the year. Well done, everybody. Well um, done. Mike got my highest mark above Kirk, so take that to the bank. Yeah, and again, I think that's a little too high. I think you're you're not counting in what Cullinane's doing for him, but you know we can agree to disagree on that too. That's fine. That's All righty. Anything else you want to say about the show? I just want to quickly talk about two movies. Oh, okay. So I think that's, I think that's all I got. Again, I had my predictions there. Um, we nailed it. We nailed, we nailed it. it. We did it. Well this done. is the best show talking about KMS. The, the, so. the, the very best. The very best. Uh, so I finished the Expendables series last night, watched Expendables 3. And I think the fact that everyone had said that it's, it's not that good 
got me in the right mindset because I loved Expendables 3 because I love yes. Mel Gibson. I'm a Mel Gibson guy, obviously, you know, big Australian connection there. Uh, he spent a lot of time in Sydney. Um, I, I love Crazy Mel. I, I love Crazy Eyes. I don't care if he's, you know, anti-Semitic and racist off the screen. On screen, <laughs> Crazy Mel is engaging. He's fun. That's what um, I love about you. You separate the art from the artist, Menerson. Mm. That's what I love about you. I I love those movies. You nobody has high expectations for them. They're all just built off of eighties action movies concepts mm. and those stars. It's perfect. I've I've never had a bad experience because they know what they are. They know what they want to be. It's like the John Wick movies. Like you know exactly what you're going to get from those things. So to me, it's always an A plus when you watch those movies. So I, I love the Expendables. I think there's nothing, nothing that Stallone does that I'm not going to watch for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it feels like to me all three movies were kind of the same, just sort of slightly yeah. different. But that's like every '80s action movies. You know, there's some bad guy and you, you're going to kill him, and you know he kills a girl. It's it's amazing. So love the Expendables three. I haven't seen the John Wick series. And I, I sort of put Ooh. them on my list last night because they came up after Expendables. So what I, do you think? I Should I watch recommend. them? Yes. I, I, all three I've been really pleased with. Probably I like the second one the most. Um, number one might be ranked number three for me, but that's not because it's not great. Uh, two and three really come through. Uh, Holly Berry is fantastic in three, by the way. She is wonderful. So, like, there's a lot of good stuff with those movies. I love every time, like, they hit the right notes. They're well aware of what they're doing, and they're, you know, you can tell it's kind of making fun of itself, too, at the same time. Uh, but it's really good action scenes. It's awesome. Highly recommend. Well, that'll be my viewing for the next few days. And then final review, and I'm just doing these reviews now to, to, to troll Chris because he's about to start a movie podcast. Um, but the Dune review, it's not hard to talk about, you know, go and see a movie and talk about it. Um, the Dune, I saw Dune yesterday. Yeah. Um, have you seen it? I have. I loved it. Um, I had very low expectations, though. So I don't know. I'm, I was not into the books. Uh, I'm just getting in now to get into that movie. Uh, but I had low expectations, but I loved it. How did you feel? About yeah, I, I, again, just wanted to go to a movie and get out of the house. So uh, I sort of give it four out of five, Clemmers, if we're ranking it. Um, yes, please. You know, just a really good sci-fi film. I love the tone of it. It had a really interesting tone. Um, mm. And, yeah, I'm intrigued. I want to go and see the next one. I remember when the original Dune came out back in the 80s or the 70s. It was a terrible movie, I think. Um, but, yeah, so that's my Dune review. I think if you're into that kind of science fiction, fiction genre, um, it's good, but it, uh, you know, I like, th it's an interesting pace, you know, there's a lot of sort of slower, uh, moments of it. Again, it's long. I'm, I am getting a bit sick of this need for every movie now to be two, two and a half hours or longer. I'm just yeah. like, can I go to a movie and be done in two hours, you know, not be busting for a piss the last half an hour. Yeah. I mean, I felt that kind of not, I mean, I love the James Bond movie that we, we talked about earlier and Spider-Man Seen that tomorrow for the third time. Yeah, beautiful. So I, I and those are similar length and it doesn't have to be shorter for me, but if it was shorter, I wouldn't mind that either. It seems like every like you said, every movie now is two and a half hours. They feel like they have to hit that mark. And, you know, that makes the home viewing experience that much better when it gets up to two and a half hours. Uh, but you got to have the right system. If you have Dune on the right TV and the right surround sound system, it's amazing to watch, but you got to have that right, right set up in your house to do it. Otherwise you go to the theater cause it looks amazing. Truth. Yeah. I'm going to see no time to die for a third time. I think tomorrow to, um, add a boy wrap things up. Just, I just need to see it a third time. I think that's the right move. 
Beauty. All right. Well, 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 let us know how many clemmers you give it, okay? I will. Um, all right. Well, anything else you want to add to the listeners before we sign off? I um, hope you've enjoyed holiday podcast number two. Number three is coming with Tim and Canton. It's lined up for tomorrow, so it could be three in three days. I think you're crushing it. I can't wait for next week when we get back to getting those three days, get the, that content going. Excited to see what happens and who screws up. Uh, but I think hopefully maybe things that you've said this week, I think are going to play a part in maybe that first episode. We'll see. I'm no, looking forward it. to it. I've been, I've been a um, supporter of the main show. Oh, it is interesting though. When they do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it does actually mess with the Minifandom fandom recording schedule. Cause it's kind of hard to slot in, in between them. Sure. So, when they do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, more likely it's just easy to sort of review all three um, at the end. Um, and that's true. I wish they would have consulted with us on this, but that's, you know, that is what it is. Maybe next time I'll talk to Dave about it, see if we can work something. I'm out. a team player. I'll just, as I this podcast are. is malleable, it's flexible. You um, ask for very jump little. On it. Yeah, yeah, I ask for very little. I just want total control of the network and to yeah. stay in Kirk's house for two weeks. I that's all. See nothing wrong with that. You're a humble guy, you're just here to serve. That's it. All right. On that note, see you, Red. You're five clemmers.